Hey, Moan, what's going on? Ah, uh, dubs, DK. Nothing but dubs, man. That's Nothing all that's going dubs. on. <laughs> I got a dub for you here. What's that? Um, uh, la- last night or yesterday, or I've lost track of time here over the last 72 hours flying to L.A. and back. But I'm heading toward the Steelers locker room, and there's this contingent of fans uh, walking by in the other direction like this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. And the guy yells out to me, super serious face. No joking, no humor. Oh. Hey, Moan! <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, DK. He did. You're trying to make me feel good about the how worst, we're doing on this show. The worst part of this is I'm walking in a pack of reporters. Who are like, oh. you know, reporters all competitive and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, look at you getting the hey moan on the wrong side of the oh, continent. Wow, DK, <laughs> man. Hey, hey, man. Hey, look, we said this thing would be all right because we got the best fans in the world. They showed up to LA. Uh, and we said if we do this podcast correctly, DK, that we would be all right. Did we not say that? You told me that actually. Yes. You did. Yes, absolutely. You did. Absolutely. Let's get us going here. Oh, you ready, man? Where's this bell at? It's time to hit it because we got dubs. And you know what? No matter how you get them, it's still a dub. You know what? I like what you just said for a theme to the show. Talk to because me. Because you can take people through the situation that they've never experienced. And that is this. When you're in that locker room with these 53 guys yesterday in Inglewood, California, Mm -hmm. they are not sitting there pondering how they won (laughs) or what their various flaws might or might not have been over the course of the afternoon. It's one thought, Moan. What is it? When? Just win, baby. In, in terms of the uh, old Raiders owner, right? Just win, baby, win. That's all we're trying to do, DK. Because I mean, he, he, here's the thing behind that too, man, and, and all of that. And I don't even want to, you know, sugarcoat what you're, what we're talking about and how wins are ugly and bad wins. I'll say this and before, and there's so much more to get to on why it means so much. Because I'd much rather tie, take a uh, ugly win. Right by one point, heck, by technicality, honestly, instead of having a tie <laughs> or a loss, you and your ties. No, I'm dead serious, man, because it can go that way, DK. And I much rather have an ugly win any day than a tie or a loss, man. And for all the stuff that happens in those ugly wins on the road, pooping the cool, having a day like unheard of, man, and just how you had to rely on the defense. You know what happens on Mondays, man, after they get back? You go into the film, you figure out what you need to correct, and you say, you know what? That one's underneath us. We don't have to worry about that game no more, and we got a dub out of it. That's all that matters, DK, at the end of the doggone day, man. Do you hear, do you read, do you see any of the noise that says, wow, what a crappy win? Do I see that? Absolutely no. no, I I mean when you're playing. No. Heck no, because it's so hard. It, it's so hard. You're about to start seeing teams, man, um, mortgage themselves for next year already. You're about to see, t- you know, the conversation of trade is always coming up. I think Halloween is the uh, last day for the trade deadline. Some teams are positioned to get guys. Some's a position to get draft picks. All of this plays a part into your team. Pittsburgh Steelers not been in that conversation unless you're looking for a trade trying to get better. But no, you're not in that spot. You're not one of those teams that's about to start selling off you know, capital to, for next year. You're actually in the hunt. Right now you have uh, the first wild card, if I'm not mistaken, still, in a in a division now that they're starting to say again, DK, I've been seeing it on my social media. I think I might have saw it on one of those big networks. For whatever it's like, it's a conversation. Is the AFC North the best division? hmm You know, that's coming back up because why? Cincinnati got the highest played player in the history of the National Football League as it stands today, okay? And you got every team 500 and above with the idea that more of them can be in that conversation. And you're right now number two in the AFC North, two or three, whatever it is. It's two in the AFC North. It's eighth in the NFL. Okay. 
Come on, man. I mean, here's Hodge. Hodge is the one bringing it. Yeah. I hadn't, this hadn't even crossed my mind. Okay. But, yeah. but that's exactly right. He has seven and two finish, four and two now, 11 and four since last year's bye. So there's a couple of different ways to look at this. One is that they get results, is that yeah. Kenny Pickett gets results. Six out of his 18 games have involved a successful fourth quarter comeback. One of every three. You know who else had six of those in his first 18 NFL starts? A single digit number? I believe so. Seven? I believe so. I believe you spent a pretty good chunk of your life making sure that he made it as far as he did in his career. Yes. Yes, we did, DK. And and that and that's what you're talking about here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Winning is a skill. Yes, it is. Understand this. When the head coach says after the game in Inglewood yesterday that it's a fight, it's always a fight. Yeah. He doesn't see the difference between 30 to nothing and 24 to 17. No. Okay. No. He sees the different steps along the way and what it took you as an athlete, you, Ramon Foster, yep. as an athlete to both mentally and physically perform to achieve that outcome. The end. It, it is honestly that simple. And it's not no patch on the back and say, hey, yeah, we all did good. There were still some things that have to, you know, come into the forefront for this team to compete. And when we say compete, we're talking about the teams that are really good. We're talking about really good, right, DK? Teams like, of course, you're going to always bring up Kansas City and what they got going on, Philly and what they got going on. Buffalo crapped the bed yesterday. You know, everybody does. People ask about, all right, well, if I'm supposed to believe in the Steelers, then what happened in Houston? What happened in Houston is what happens to everybody every week. <laughs> Look at some of these results over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look at Baltimore and Detroit. Yeah. Do you think everybody right now in Detroit is saying the Lions are phony, they're fake, they're whatever else here? No, man. They just had an NFL weekend. <laughs> they got smacked around, DK. <laughs> they did get smacked around. It was brutal. On Terrell Suggs' jersey retirement, if I'm not mistaken. And, and, and coming back, the Ravens coming back, as you did, from London. Yeah. And, and covering that game over there, the Titans game, you would think the Ravens would have been all, you know, out of sorts and whatever else here. Yeah. Heck no, man. That was no. a machine. Uh, great win though, DK. I have to ask you because you were there, man. And of course, I saw somebody just put up there. It was good seeing Troy Palomalu pop up. Joe Hayden was there also. You guys probably didn't even realize that James Ferrier was in the building too. Potsu was on the sideline for a little bit with his uh family and everything. It was good seeing still a nation being represented, DK. How was it, man? Was it what we thought it was gonna be? Because in a moment in that later in that game, that crowd was loud, man. It was, uh, I mean, they they took it over pretty well. It, it's a it's an unusual circumstance, Los Angeles. They have two teams there, and they don't want either of them. Uh, they have no use for either of them. They were just fine without the NFL for thirty years. Okay, they were just like, you. What do you want to do? You want to put the two billion dollar stadium? Sure, put it right over there. Okay, yeah. how many teams you want to have? Okay. So there's no enthusiasm for the for either of the teams there, especially the Chargers. Chargers are yeah. just San Diego's team. That's how everybody there still sees it. That's terrible. But the crowd, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they, they were they were West Coasters. Yeah, uh, I have evidence of that actually from talking to a few of them, but also seeing that the planes going back and forth to Pittsburgh weren't exactly filled. Uh, this this wasn't this wasn't a traveled well kind of game. It's really far. Yeah, it is. I did see as I was roaming around the gates last night at LAX that this was funny, Moan. I, I actually should, if I was thinking on my feet, I would have taken a picture of it or, or video. But at each gate for each different city, there were Steelers fans waiting Get to board. Out. Yeah. Like, like there was a flight to Seattle, there was, there was a Air Canada jet nearby. Um, and, and they were each one of them had a whole bunch of black and gold. So that's where they are, Moan. Well, you know everywhere. what? They, they probably had to make up for that Houston loss, DK. <laughs> the people from Texas finally showed up to a winning game on the road, man. And I'm 
I'm glad that that's the case, too, that this team ended up winning on the road, DK. There's a lot to get into, man, when it comes down to what this game entailed and how it worked out for us, man. Uh, what are we on the year now? Four and two. And, and not just, uh, you know, you get by the skin of your teeth, four and two, DK. The teams that this, this group has beat in a year, right, where there's a lot of questions surrounding the quarterback, the coordinator, oh, my gosh, the, the cutaway to watch his reaction on a touchdown, it was petty by the network, but I guess the fans wanted to see that too. And he showed some emotion. He looked into the camera and said, let's go, or something like that. It was very fascinating how they keep up these narratives too, DK. But, again, he got the dub. I'm sure he has in his, his ear to the street, Matt Canada, that is, on how this fan base feels about him, about what the expectation is for this team and how they responded and won in L.A. And, again, those wins, let me go there real quick too, DK. The wins on the scene, Cleveland won a squeaky one last week or yesterday and had a real good week. I mean, it has a real good defense and team. You beat the Vegas Raiders on the road again too. Bad loss to Houston, and you got a two-game win streak against Baltimore, who look like they are trending in the right direction. And, of course, the Los Angeles Rams, who have a potential. I'm not just – I hate throwing this out, but they have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback in Matthew Stafford with his number one wide receiver with the potential first ballot all-world defensive lineman on the road. Oh, don't be leaving out Puka. Oh, my goodness. What a threat. You called that last week. What a threat that kid is. Okay, DK, before we go any further, let me make sure my stat line is good, okay? Because here's what I said. And I saw somebody say this a second ago. Hold on. Where is it at, DK? Before we go to the only segment that matters, DK. Here we go from Tyler. He goes, Moan, how close was your score prediction? Oh, no. Almost got a trifecta. Hear me out. All right? I said, we're okay with Puka getting his as long as who don't get it. Right, DK? Yeah. That was Cooper. Cup. Yeah, Cup. Cooper Cup. He didn't. Cooper Cup didn't, ended he, the day. By the way, he didn't help himself either. There's a couple early drops threw he him did. off. And you, you, you can see what a, what a tremendous talent he is. But, man, there's something. There was something off about <clears> him. Before you go any further, what's that, what's that one saying that the coach I play for say about uh, your problems? We don't, don't care. We don't care. either. glad you got him. Okay, so yeah. we're ecstatic that Cooper Cup had a bad day. But Cooper Cup had two receptions for 29 yards. DK Puka mm-hmm. did his thing. Eight receptions, 154 yards, no touchdowns. They couldn't really stop the run the way you needed them to. At least situationally, they kept the ball moving. Nobody had over 100 yards, but that 5.5 care uh, average with uh, by, by Royce Freeman was a lot. Yeah, and I yeah. said this. You let Puka get his. Don't let him kill you. The one that can hurt you is Cooper Cup. And then, of course, the score prediction. I'm gloating this week, okay, because we won on the West Coast. I said 24-20. It was 24-17. Well, and if that dude could kick, <laughs> he missed I mean, three kicks. He was killing you. Did Boz play mind games on him or something? I don't know what that was. Boz put the ball in the exact same spot that he missed in and right down the middle for 53 (laughs) yards. By the way, we hadn't talked a lot. We hadn't talked enough about the job that Boz has done. And I don't want to talk that long about what job. Kickers got to get their own show this week. Like pitchers. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Presley? It's unbelievable. The, The two kickers right now. I mean, Boz is 11 for 11 on field goals, perfect on PATs, okay? And and Presley, other than one kick in the yeah. very first game, the 49ers, it was the very first kick, unfortunately, so it really you know burns a hole in your head. But other than that, he's been unbelievable. Tyler Johnson. Boz okay, and Press. Got it. We, we Tyler talk Johnson about points out here uh, before, we, before we switch uh, to the next segment. Tyler says that – Joey, excuse me, Joey Porter Jr. had another great game. Wide receivers simply don't get open on him. I'm not going to call it a great game because the kid's got to learn how to tackle. He does. I won't call it great. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. However, however, he was out there for three targets. All of them were Puka targets. Oh, for three. Yeah. On those, including twice on third down. Kid can cover. He can kid cover. Can really cover. Uh, when we come back, we will be doing so for the purpose of the only segment that matters. And that's Hey Moan, DK. Come on. 
At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Whoa, we got some get it ifs flying in here today. Oh, yeah. Whoa, or, wait a minute. Yeah. All right. Hang on. We're gonna start reading some of these here. Uh the barber comes in. Yeah, the boss is pretty impressed with John somebody coming in with 70 gifts. Uh John is a he he's I think he's one of these guys who's not necessarily always always in the comments or whatever, but is a regular viewer of the show. And we know that there That's are beautiful. a lot of you out there. Don't ever feel like second class citizens. No, because your name doesn't come on here. We 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 appreciate every single viewer that you see up there. Yeah, right now that count is at six hundred and eleven uh, for the live for the live broadcast here. But we'll start here with the roll call here with our barber coming in with five. Uh, our old friend Ryan Lytle, who's a consistent uh, friends of the show in many he ways, he shows up on my morning show too, man. Ryan, I see you now. I just try to stay focused at the task, okay? Appreciate you showing up. And then John started his day with a 20, and then John was like, Nah, man, I'm gonna do another 20. And then John's <laughs> like, You know what? I- I'm just I'm just losing my mind here at this point. <laughs> So, guys, listen, the way to capitalize on this, uh, if you've been wanting to try out a membership, (laughs) if you wanted to see what that's like and everything, uh, make sure that you have accept memberships set on your on your uh, YouTube channel and then go ahead and get one. Go ahead and get one, man. Uh, Absolutely. That way you can post these these emojis that I'm about to because this is all I saw flying on TV yesterday was the uh, the 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 the, uh, terrible towel. Okay, it was good. So I ain't gonna lie. The way that stadium bows out, it goes out and it's not up. The way those flags were just rolling in that stadium. Watching yeah. it on TV was it. Y'all make being a Steelers some cool stuff, man. Just because of the support, and I'm done with that. Okay, it's just cool to see that support like that on the road. No, there was support on the sideline too. Troy Polamalu, James Ferrier, yeah, uh, Joe Hayden was there. Beautiful. Uh, Joey Porter Senior, of course, is now at every game. Oh, is he, he better not be the helicopter parent out here, man. Oh, he is so that. <laughs> is he? You know yeah. what? Let me say this. Joey, for, for as wild as Joey Porter Sr. was in his play day, he played hot, right, DK? Yeah, his yeah. attitude was go. But that's also what the league commanded. Are we right on that one? Mm-hmm. The way he, that's what the league commanded at the time. And he played that style, and we all loved that style. It went some ways, some days, and it went the other, some other days, right? But one thing I must acknowledge about him, whether Joey Porter Jr. want him doing this or not, if he is showing up every game, DK, to me, I'm hoping he's showing him this is the way and how you, you, you move. When you're on the road, you're a pro. And if he got some extra eyes on his son to make sure he's successful, DK, I'm okay with that, but this is also. I just wanted to teach him how to tackle. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Not to be rude. One thing at a time, okay. All right, <laughs> one I'm thing just, at a time. I'm watching this kid, like, whoa, no, seriously, do they yeah. not have tackling school at Penn State? Well, you know, when you, when you cover the way he does and make the plays that he did, we gonna we gonna learn to deal with it at some point, DK. We'll oh, yeah, learn to deal absolutely. with his lack of tackling. But I just want to say shout out to Joey, man. But Joey's also from the West Coast, too. Uh, but it's cool that they got that bond like that. I love it. Yeah, we have uh, – was Mad Canada checked into uh, concussion protocol after that final drive. You know, Moan, you mentioned it, too, you know, the reaction that he had yeah. to the touchdown. But you and I were telling people a couple weeks ago when this silly – fuss came up over the non-reaction and he had to call a two-point play the guy guy was at work he was this this is actually what's common these guys aren't this guy's not a monster you can you can dislike his play calling you can want him fired and everything else here but this what were people thinking with that they don't like they wanted it to be real like he didn't care but if you look at almost any coach after scoring drive or a big play, their head is down looking at the next play because what's yeah. happened, the call that was this. successful, he already knew what the end results could be. So because of that, it's the next play. 
It's just how it is. Like, I know for a fact, we get mad at coaches for feeling like for feeling like they don't have a plan to where you're too busy being a spectator and not actually coaching the game. Like he was actually coaching. So you got to take that for what it is. Of course, DK, what'd you just say? Whatever you want to be real will be real to you if you feel like he don't care about the play on the field. Now, Chandler Chase points out, it's incredible to see the leadership of Deontay Johnson to react the way he did after George Pickens' blindside block. And, and he did. And I give him credit for that. And I compartmentalize it because when you see George get a taunting penalty that negates a really nice gain. It was huge. And then you see Deontay do it. Like, you know, Deontay had a, a little bit of an explanation. I asked him about it afterward. And he said, listen, the guy that he was doing it to, that he did the shush to, was Akella Witherspoon. Okay? And he said, me and Akella are, are, were tight. Yeah. Now, I understand that the referee don't understand that. Should, but shouldn't. That's okay? true. That That's not the referee's responsibility to go, oh, but they're buds. It's okay. All right? So Deontay gets up from the catch. By the way, Mike Tomlin was the one that helped pick Deontay up. He yeah, he did. Off the sideline, picked him up. Deontay looks at Akello with a big smile on his face and goes like this because Akello, I'm sure, had been talking the whole game. <laughs> and the and the ref throws the flag and Deontay goes, oh, no. Oh, no. But I wasn't oh, actually taunting him. He's my guy. You still can't do it. You still and, can't do it. And was it before the game, too, that the NFL handed out a, hey, no fighting, no taunting warning to everybody, too? Like, mm -hmm. they've tweaked the rules before. So, the referees, this is the overreaction to their reaction of players getting, in the, uh, getting into scuffles before games and whatnot. Yeah, there's just – it's it, – it's they've got to be mindful of it. They, they've got to be aware of it. Uh, you know, afterward, you know, George said that – George Pickens said that – they actually, that the Rams secondary entered the game with the outlook of getting him to take a dumb penalty. Yeah. Oh, they, yes. They, they were trying to get under his skin. And I'm sure, again, that that also came from Akello, who was around George. Yeah. You know, and he said, this, look, this is the one that we can go after. Let's let's get let's get 15 yards off of him. I, I love that you said that, and it was somewhat confirmed too, because people ask all the time, "Hey, how does player A that used to play for the Steelers gonna affect player B now on another team?" You know what I'm saying? Oh, the mm -hmm. hidden tips and stuff. Oh, they're gonna know the playbook. What did you say, Akilo said about uh, about this team? He was trying to find ways to get George Pickens to tick to yeah. get a penalty. Mm -hmm. The playbook and stuff like that don't matter. It's how I can affect your attitude. If you have one small technical thing, that's the advantage right there. And I'm glad to see George didn't bite on it in those types of ways. Now, tell me this, Moan. You're playing for this head coach for 11 years. How does he handle a situation like that when it's a not a holding penalty, not a false start, but just an outright, like, boneheaded, silly, selfish penalty? But Yeah. But but you talking about by George on the blind side or by no, George no, no, trying no, no, to get no. no the taunting how how does the head coach handle that It's a lot easier to handle whenever you win. <laughs> Let me say that first, okay? okay? If you if you lose, the conversation is what we can't have boneheaded, stupid decisions that make us lose games. Mm -hmm. In a win, we can put some icing over the top of this and say, "Hey, be smarter than this the next time." Hey, I love your spirit. I love the fact that you know each other and you're going at one another, but be smarter. We are in this business to win games. That is by far one of the biggest things he always say. If you're taking away from us winning games, you can't help us. So moving forward, learn from it because now you're going to be caught by not just me, but others, uh, other wire, I mean, other DBs and the referees. That's what. That's how you handle it. It's much easier in the dub, DK. Moan, it's that time of the show where we yes. have to where we have to pay tribute to the best football player on the planet not the best defensive player the best player on the planet TJ's interception and I was doing this earlier after nice. I woke up it was a long night <laughs> a really long night flying that's home a, on that yellow bucket that's of how bolts. you preferred that's how you preferred yeah okay? and the more I looked at TJ's interception, the more I saw him rump, jump that route that they had for Cooper Cup, uh, Cup was covered. Yep. TJ lurked. Yep. 
And he lurked in an area where he didn't think Stafford would be looking because Cup was coming in the... That is, you know, this is, you know, I say this all the time here about TJ, but he's not just an edge rusher. Yeah. Okay, he was required multiple times in this game to drop into coverage and make something happen. But to make that happen, that's like Minka level stuff. It, it's it go. I can go further. It's Troy go. level stuff. Go, yeah, go. It's okay. Troy level stuff. Okay, it's offensively Antonio Brown breaking a slant for seventy yards. Right. That's, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about this type of playmaking ability. It's Antonio Holmes level, right? DK, say what mm-hmm. you want to about Tone. Those years he had in Pittsburgh, you said to yourself. Oh. So he's in that conversation, right, DK? So he is. Luke put that up there. TJ's interception was epic. But it's also this from Matt Wilcox that goes, hey, Mon, why is there any question who the best defensive player in the world is? And I know I know what you guys are talking about. But, DK, here's the thing that we've said on this show, right? What, the, what you guys are witnessing is the big celebration, the big boom, okay, right, of what the networks want you to see. But it's people that, that have that job and title of being a voter, that when it comes down to defensive player of the year, they understand the effect that he has on games and the plays that he's been that that's been made by him too. TJ has to be the best player in the entire world when it comes down to his level of play and consistency this year. This year, DK, and it's not even close. Clutchness is there. Only the player that's making plays like that in this league this year, DK. It's probably two. Tyreek is good enough. Tyreek Hill. And just a surprise guy, Puka Nakua, that you're not that like, who else yeah. is making play? Because Josh Allen is dropping the ball. Miles Garrett, of course, you can say what you want to about him, but they squeaked out a win yesterday too, right? Who else is making plays at the level and consistency that TJ is week in and week out? I'll wait on an answer. Oh, I mean, you're not going to get it. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to get somebody – you can look at, like, for example, the Miami offense collectively and say that, okay? Guess- but is there somebody – you mentioned, Tyreek, is there, is there, you know, is there an MVP in there? Yeah. You know, who's the who's the quarterback that's risen above the pack? Because that's your MVP. This year? 99 times out of – no, 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 99 times out of 100. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. But I, I, yeah, I don't have one. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really don't. And, and it's going to be fascinating to see how the uh, MVP votes kind of, you know, play themselves out this year. Because to your point, DK, there's nobody absolutely setting the world on fire and what they got going on. Now, yes, I will agree with this. TJ and Miles Garrett are both having two career years. They are. It's just plain and simple. He had two sacks yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, in a block field goal. I saw Cleveland fans saying, show me TJ Watt doing this. And there's actually a clip by Vince Williams that showed T.J. Watt blocking kicks like that, okay, D.K.? Yeah, so right. he's been there, done those things, man. It's it's just fascinating to watch uh, the national narrative kind of scathe over Pittsburgh in a sense. I'll say this. Maybe it's a little bit of the Pittsburgh. Hey, I can say that because we as players sometimes felt that way in those terms, okay? But he should be on that same page as the rest of those guys that are putting up there, the Micah Parsons. Uh, um, Miles Garrett and TJ, and it should be TJ, Miles, and Micah. Say what you want to about that. That's your one, two, three, and I can't wait till the votes come out. Uh, DK, the second edge rusher to bring up on today's program. This is just me doing this, this isn't coming from you guys. Sorry, I'm kind of hijacking the segment. <laughs> is is Nick Herbig? Uh, he got his first sack, uh, he did it using. Uh, the Alex Highsmith move. He saw Highsmith do it earlier in the game. So here's this rookie who had this brilliant, and I don't think that's a stretch of a term, preseason, in terms of what he showed that he could become a part of in the National Football League, who's not sitting on the sideline pouting, but he's sitting on the sideline watching intently what the guys at his position are doing and what they're dealing with. So he saw a couple of things yesterday. One, he saw that TJ was uh, being moved from side to side. Mike Tomlin was asked about that afterward. He said, we saw what they were doing to TJ's usual side, yep. and we're not we're not going to sit there and play along with that. We're <laughs> going to move them around. Okay, so they did. Two, he watched Highsmith and the moves that he made, and he was getting pressure. Now, Highsmith 
had a had a kind of one of those exasperating days where he was creating legitimate pressure. And by the way, it was Highsmith that caused the pressure on the interception, yeah. TJ's interception that we mm-hmm. just described. So the kid watches him. He goes out there and he gets his sack. He does it exactly in his first NFL sack. And if you want to know what this kid is all about, if you thought I was leading you into something, I am. Oh, come on, DK. Show us. This is 40 seconds in the locker room yesterday in Inglewood. I've been saving this for you guys. Of of, This is me and Nick Herbig. But watch TJ and Alex in the background. And you you can even, if you listen closely, you can hear them. They love this kid. They treat him like a little brother. Watch this. Nick Herbig, first sack by the field. Uh, I'm taking abuse from this guy already. You gonna catch him? Man, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that guy right there. You know, that's I call it the Alex Highsmith throw that move. Um, and all glory to God. Uh, thankful to be here. Thankful for the opportunity, and really appreciate my teammates pushing me every day. Walk me through it because you got back there pretty cleanly. Yes. He he just credited you. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to Alex for real. That's his move right that's there. That's his move. He stole it right out the book. Um, so really credit to Alex. Yeah, a good feeling though in general. Yeah, um, you know, you, you work your whole life to get to moments like this. Um, you know, and Mike T always says, you know, when the opportunity comes, don't blink. So. You guys want to see something cool? Not you, Moan, the rest of them. <laughs> Look at the face over there next to me. That guy has spent his lifetime in football locker rooms, and that's what his face looks like after a win. Okay, yeah. he's he's in that vibe just watching that video <laughs> right now. It's a really good group, Moan. It, you could you couldn't hear that, man. And you also hear somebody cracking on TJ. If I'm not mistaken, on the intercept, you hear somebody in the background, excuse me, parents, earmuff kids, like, get your big ass in the end zone. <laughs> I was talking to TJ. <laughs> you work this hard, keep going, TJ. <laughs> that what are you is up at the seven yard line. What are you doing? <laughs> you gotta punch that in. Get in there, TJ. Uh, That's the best. That is good right there, man. But that's also, people say what's the value of veterans or older players or whatever. That's the value of having a Marcus Golden or someone like that as part of that group, okay? He's he's the older guy out of those four edge rushers. But he's not afraid of talking to TJ Watt. No, absolutely not, man. You know? that's some good energy right there, man. And he's right. That was Alex's move. Um, he got there. You can look, you can tell it looked like Matt Stafford just knew that hit was about to come. He jumped off the edge really, really good, man. That was uh a good day for the young boy. But I'll say this too. He he needed to make that play. That was a play for him to make. And uh I, I'm sure it's good to have that monkey off his back, DK. That is some huge stuff, man. And this is the other portion too. Uh Marcus Golden, right? Also. They're able to go in at outside linebacker and give TJ and Alex a break. That's all you're looking for when you have premier rushes like that. I don't think, in my opinion, there's a better tandem when it comes down to how this rush team is between TJ and Alex is. As good as we thought Bud and TJ was, I don't think it has anything on what Alex and TJ has going on, uh, DK. It's... It's neat to start seeing these younger players in general weave their way into the picture. Uh, you know, a lot of comments here I see is is about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, you know, this kid gets out there. Nick Herbig has his first impact. His confidence from there goes sky high. He's now got an NFL sack. He's got a highlight. He's real. He's one of the boys. Yeah. Okay, the whole deal, uh, you know, it's really everybody other than Broderick Jones, it feels like, is out there. And <laughs> and that subject has come up today, too, Moan. Uh, what was your assessment of the offensive line in general, but especially the hot-button guys? Uh, good. Not perfect, but better. Uh, I think we saw a better version of Mason Cole because James Daniel was back. I know Chooks had his issues in that game, but all in all, a good day for a team that rushed well Chooks, at the quarterback. Other than the penalties, I thought Chooks was good, man. I know, I know. And one of them was a little questionable to me, but it was still called, right? I, I will mm-hmm. say that. Uh, but the group looked good. Having your five guys look like it's the remedy for success when you have an offensive line, DK. That's just what it looked like, man. Um, again, and I said this too, Broderick versus Dan Morris, the conversation. You look back at the game, you tell me this. Did, Bro- did, did Dan Moore sustain his starting position? Yeah, because you have to give a guy a chance to prove that he doesn't deserve to start. That is the biggest question that we had going into. Well, can Dan Moore stand the test? And the answer is yes, he is. Now, 
Somebody asked that in the Hey Moan section, DK, just a second ago. Give me one second, man. I had it saved. It pretty much said, what are we to do with Dan Moore and Broderick Jones? Right here. From Ray. Ray says, hey, Moan, did Dan, jo- Dan Moore Jr. earn the right to remain the starting left tackle? Yes. What, what, what more are we asking for out of the guy? And John asked the same exact question. What do we do about Moore and Jones? You tell, you tell Broderick Jones this. Continue to be a pro. Your time will come, and we know it's there, right, DK? If mm-hmm. I'm a vet, I'm talking to him. I'm saying this. Bro, listen to me. You just continue to work. When that opportunity sniffs, and it's not because of an injury, you kick that door in and you don't give it back. That's the only way around this right now as far as this year. Had he won it out of camp or they said, hey, we don't know, fight it out. Until then, you just hope that Dan Moore continues to play well. Where are you yeah, at on this one, DK? Where I'm at is on the Jalen Warren 13-yard touchdown run. Uh, remember the 62-yarder in the preseason? Remember yep. the fun breakdowns that we did with it? Absolutely. Uh, thanks to Mike Hoover, by the way, for the for the gift, the contribution. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, this was kind of similar. It wasn't 62. It was only 13, but it got into the end zone. Every single block was nailed yeah. per the script. You don't see that all that often. There are many perfect sequences are there moan man how many in the game five maybe maybe five out of like 65 plays something like that but yeah to have to have everybody uh to have everybody hit the way they did uh cole in particular i thought mason cole uh really chewed up his nose tackle yeah by that that doesn't mean he knocked him over or whatever else you're moaning he engaged he man on man that's all he did he engaged he engaged legally and the nose tackle never got off it. That doesn't matter if you pancake the guy or not, because he's not. No. As long as he's not involved in the tackle. Yeah, if, if he's reaching, at me, it's too late for him unless he's going to face mask somebody. No, and that, he did. He reached. Yeah, he, he reached. He, he came forward with both arms, and so did Cole, and that was the end of him. Mm-hmm. So once Warren gets past him, uh, Isaac Salamalo takes out just with a little bit of a chip. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, and 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 gets his guy done. Um, I'm trying to remember because I talked to so many of these guys yesterday. It might have been Rodney Williams, what, by the way, which is another subject for another day. Seven got out there with his yes, block. yes, yeah. it was, okay. yes, it was. And I asked him about his role, and he said, he said, my job isn't so much to throw a block as it is to make sure that he runs this direction on me. I'm not I'm preaching to the choir here, okay? Yep. Everybody hit it. Everybody hit it, including James Daniels down the field. Yeah. Level. Um. That's a 13-yard run that just Jalen has one cutback and one decision to make. He made the right one, and he was in the end zone. I I, I liked what I saw of the line, like everything else, yeah. in the third and fourth quarter and not before that. And not before that. You're 100% correct. When it comes down to putting together a whole game, we still said that offensively they hadn't put together a whole game. Uh, but they close out games when you need them to through the assistance uh, of the defense. Uh, say what you want to about it. It's, it's team ball at its finest. Um, as much as the defense is, hel- is helping out to get possessions, to, you know, keep the defense, I mean, to win the line of scrimmage game as much as possible, win the field positioning game as possible, this group is answering when you need them to, DK. I must say that. Punching in those balls on the tight red zone, they were doing it. They made plays to keep the defense on the sideline throughout the course of this game, and they did it with a travel, too. So I can't overstate or understate, DK, what that travel to the West Coast means. Getting that monkey off your back as far as, hey, this group can't win on the West Coast. To me, that still plays a part. That's why I'm I'm, I'm really excited about what this win was because we heard those narratives. You guys can't win in Vegas. You can't win in, in L.A., and I'm glad they did. And that and that'll help them when they fly to Seattle on New Year's God, Eve. Dog, sure. they got another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a schedule! Josh Patrick says, "Hey Moan, as a player, should taunting be a penalty? I feel like anything short of physical contact should be allowed." Uh, taunting incites. It's the only sport that does it. It, you it can incites all the trash you want in, in 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 hockey, baseball, basketball. But but there's a difference in the athlete, DK. Okay. And the style of play. 
at least in hockey, you can duke it out, like right then and right there. Yeah, that's just a good point. Oh, okay. go? <laughs> yeah, say what you want to about it. And in football, there's so many different moving parts that you kind of, if you let people taunt and incite violence or mocking people the entire time, DK, that's mm-hmm. that's a recipe to blow up. Now, you know football athletes just as better as, just as good as anybody else, DK. If we allowed that jaw jacking to continue on, how many laid out bodies would end up on the field? Numerous. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I get why they do it. The physical contact. If you want to go get somebody, you get them in between the snaps. If they got you on one, you tell them, keep your head on a swivel because at some point in time, I'm getting you back. Grayson Brown is like one of about a hundred people bringing up my haircut here. Yeah. You know, ask me who my favorite barber is. <laughs> Talk about him, DK. It's, it's not a him. It's a her. <laughs> oh, is Dolly? Dolly's the one that's cutting you yeah, up? Yeah, she loves cutting hair. What? She can literally do anything. And she cut her kid's hair. She cuts her mom's hair. And I actually was on the chair right after right after her mom. This was uh, before the flight out to L.A. So she's actually really, really good. So not only can she give our biggest rival a new name, the Raisins, but she's also good with a razor in her hand is what you're saying. Dude, I was talking to somebody in the press box yesterday. And I, I said raisins, and I didn't even mean to. <laughs> like, they were on the monitor, the, the Baltimore-Detroit game, right? Yeah. And I said, oh, look at the raisins. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. Oh, uh, yes. Here's, here's, uh, here's Clay coming in. Oh, oh Grayson, Grayson had an actual yeah, we question. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Grayson. You get a cut. Oh, contribution. Most impressive win of the season. KP8 looked like KP8. Okay. In the post by last year, and we saw holes for twenty two and thirty. Yeah, but we we saw it in the second half. We didn't see it in the first moment. Could that be just a post by thing that it was going to take them a while to get into the groove, or what? I would want to make that excuse and lie for you because I know how it is coming out of the bottle, DK. Um, there is a little bit of a lull, but what mm-hmm. if it's the same thing next week, starting off the game a little Not bit slower? Good. It won't yeah. be good. So, Grayson, I'll say this. It's something that has to be fixed early, okay? that's That first half of runs must get there, okay? Have to get there. And as far as Kenny goes, DK, and we talked about this last week too, the guy's a competitor. We got to respect it. And, and again, as much as we, we talk about this group and how bad they are, they hear it somewhat, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of pride that goes into it. But, again, don't do it for one week. Stack it up for me, okay? You know, where Kenny is concerned, you guys want to hear a crazy stat? He completed his last 11 passes. It looked like it. Okay. And some of them were a back shoulder, sideline, 20, one in the middle right there. And and he stuck in the middle. He he found Connor Hayward that almost almost ended up being the winning touchdown. He Hayward got down to the three. Yep. Uh he he was good. He was good. Okay. He was good. The Steelers had 192 yards of offense in the fourth quarter alone. Do some multiplication on that. Yeah. Okay. That's what they usually get in a game. They were cooking. (laughs) Three touchdowns. The first three rushing touchdowns of the entire season. Kenny's keeper and one each for Jalen and Najee. Um, Other than Kenny busting one, you know, a big one. And he almost had those too because Deontay nearly broke one of his – to go all the way here. George is a threat every time he touches the football. You know, there's so much that was so good about that second half that it it still feels like it, it's got to take some work to override the first half, doesn't it? It, it does. And, and Derp, you're, you're right, man. It does turn into prime Ben and Eli where you – those comeback boy moments, man. Again, I'm with you, DK. F- fire me up from the beginning. Let, let me see – the fuse lit and go from beginning to end and come out of the second half too. Um, it's fascinating to watch and know he's capable of doing a lot of stuff. And, and what's frustrating about it is you don't get it over the, the entirety of the game. That's what's most frustrating about it, DK. Again, the spots that he's putting the ball at was good. The wide receivers, him and George with his back shoulder fade, him being able to find Deontay, I mean, incorporating Connor. By the way, I'll say this. But as far as what we're getting out of Connor Hayward for the job that he's done, and one thing that cannot be overlooked and overshadowed, DK, this dude's playmaking ability with his hands can't be talked about enough. Connor Hayward's good with the miss. balls in his area. He doesn't miss. 
It is, man. Yeah, it, he's 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 money with the ball in his. I like the way you worded it. It's in, in his area. You put it in his zip code somewhere. He's going to find a way to catch the ball and then make something else happen from it. It's an unusual. We knew that when he was drafted. It's an unusual <laughs> skill set, and you had to work with him. Yeah, more than the other way around because he also comes with some limitations. Not a big dude. Not super fast. All he does is make plays. Yeah. And that's all you're asking for, DK, mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes down to what he's freaking capable of. I love to watch him do work just because he's getting rid of that Cam Hayward's little brother stigma that, that that's following him around. He's just Connor now for the most part. Clay wants to know, Moan, from your perspective on Najee's touchdown, did it look like the handoff was originally supposed to go to Connor Hayward on the sweep, or do you think that was the design? You asked for creativity. Yeah, I, I can tell you, Clay, actually <laughs> – Rodney Williams and I, Rodney threw the key block on this, and mm-hmm. and, and and Rodney told me that this the thing went exactly yeah to plan. That's like Connor does of... a lot of the back and forth. Connor did the tush push, by the way. Yes, he did. By the way, um, yeah, I know, I know. Let's do it because we won. <laughs> let's do it because we won. Uh, but yes, I I think that's exactly how the play was supposed to go. DK just confirmed it. Um, that that's how the place was. There's some undressing that goes into it. If that's what it takes, also, this is what we spoke about, right, DK, last week, Clay? If that's what it takes for Najee to allow the line of scrimmage to move a little bit for him so that he's not running into darkness, that's what you do then. They made a lot of things happen offensively, too, by the way, without utilizing Calvin Austin, really hardly at all. Think about it. Yep. you know, and they still don't have Anthony McFarland back. He was held on onto IR, uh, so there's still more that can be done. And one of the things we're going to bring up this week too is that if Rodney Williams is playing tight end, Connor Hayward is playing a tight end, and Pat Fryermuth is out for four weeks, where was Darnell Washington? He's still ailing, from my understanding, right, DK? He's <laughs> okay. So okay. Well, here's the other thing, though, too. What what is his role? Does he attract too many flies when he's sixth, on the line of scrimmage? DK? Maybe, maybe sixth man. I mean, maybe he advertises that it's a run. I don't know. Yeah, I, and again, those are things that are said in the meeting room that coaches and stat people that figure those types of things out. Maybe it was a good switch up, DK. Uh, but it was successful, right? More than more than not from this past weekend. It was certainly successful from about the middle part of the third quarter onward. You know, I yep. think that's I think that's the best way, you know, to to put that here. We're going to take just a couple more. I, I got to ask uh, you before we take a couple more. As Sergio let us know, that it is a victory Monday. Okay, line again or not on Kenny? Say on it the again? Uh, did he get the line again on the on, on you know the what down or what? You know what, Kenny kind of this actually came up with Kenny because he, okay. he and all he did was smile and say I tried really hard <laughs> I fought for it he actually he fell yeah he, he did he, he fell either slipped quick. or I thought he might have tripped over Dan Moore's foot yes. as he was going to that side there's also a chance that Connor Hayward's tush push affected it uh, I never had the chance to ask Kenny about that I had other questions for him uh Dan Moore said he thought he he didn't make it at least his view from you know, from saying over the sideline. And you know what? It doesn't matter because Sean McVay burned his challenge. He he said afterward to the California reporters that uh, it was an, it was not a challengeable play. That's false. It was challengeable. He was out of challenges. That was a really off. clever way to word that on his part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Uh, but asking- you know what? I, I thought I thought that Allen Robinson the play before that got a lousy spot i did too okay i did too sure did so uh i'm not about to look you know if you're the rams if you if you're focused on that so be it yeah there was other reasons you you lost yeah if you get the ball there you're no cinch to go you know whatever that would have been 60 65 yards um i people love to hang on to stuff like that because it's dramatic and whatever but i just ask everybody in the game our chat to put in we do not care <laughs> it's good being on the right side of these things dk uh-huh. i'll take uh-huh. that francesco <laughs> echoes you the barber echoes you yeah Cat manada does i see Here right now Cat manada oh 
Uh, that's just how it goes here. Yeah, fish and trout. We do not care. Y'all are so right, man. Uh, as rare, I feel like we get those moments right there. One for the good guys on that one, DK. Now, Leslie comes in understated. I like hers the best. It's just yeah. like it's lowercase, no punctuation, no all caps. You guys are too dramatic for Leslie. Mm, Leslie, that's fair. because Leslie, if, if you don't care, that's how you do it. Yeah, you, you just, actually, yeah, it's ambivalence. Well, you don't okay. go like here. Like, look at the difference between Leslie and Siobhan here. Siobhan <laughs> is caring like me. way too much Siobhan's to like not me. care. <laughs> okay, Leslie, Leslie definitely wins this one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, DK. <laughs> Look what you started here. I asked him to, DK. I'm I'm here for this. All right. <laughs> it's coming no. in droves too. I love you guys, man. Uh, I got a good one, DK. That's real solid, man. From Ryan, if you don't mind, real quick. Yeah, and this yeah. one, it's this one. Hey, Mon, is rookie wall real? Do you think rookies not playing early could stop uh, the rookie wall? I think there's a little bit of fairness in that rookie wall being the thing. You don't realize it till the end of the season anyway. Um, and, and the other part of hitting the rookie wall is also, oh, yeah, <laughs> in the Bahamas. That's why she don't care. Uh, one thing about the rookie walls, too, is managing your time during the season. You do well at that, you'll be all right not to hit it. I have a feeling I know who's getting today's crown for top <laughs> performance on the show. With all due respect to all, all the, the, the gifts and everything else, uh, that we were blessed to receive, especially from John Somebody coming in oh with seventy gosh. of them. I have a feeling Leslie's going to uh, going Take to be uh, honored after this one here. Um, last one for today here comes from Francesco. Why didn't Keanu Benton play? Barely. He has like nine pass rush snaps with three pressures out of this. Play the man. I'm going to tell you why, and you guys aren't going to like the answer. What were the two words that you heard more than any other in the opening in the opening half? The two words that were spoken, I guarantee you, on the broadcast. I don't hear the broadcast or whatever, but I know they were the ones named Montravius Adams. Adams, yeah, that's true. Montravius was everywhere. He was stopping the run. I feel bad now. I didn't even mention him in my coverage, uh, my written coverage from LA as I'm saying his name out loud. I thought he was out freaking standing, and you needed that. Now, they weren't great against the run in the first half. There were some practice squad guys the Rams were using back there. Right. Okay. But he he took it. Yeah, he did. He he, he, he took the, 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 the challenge that was put in front of him and made it happen. They need Cam Hayward back. They do. Okay. Um, the run game was somewhat uh, problematic uh, in spurts. They were just getting chunks and chunks at a time, man. Uh, but here's the thing, too, about uh, Keanu Benton being out there, too. Um, they were a team that were also getting the ball a lot quick. Like, the idea early in the game that they was just pitching and catching, and the personnel probably decided that he didn't have to be out there. You put Larry O and Montrevious Adams out there, you'd have been a tandem. Montrevious did a good job of effecting the game. Now, Keanu had his moments, too, when he was in. But, again, if I'm Montrevious, pretty much need this game and for my career, you're going to see me show out. And then there was Larry O out there, too, balling out here. And, and just as I say that, Luke comes in with a Larry O reference. That's why I love you guys. Seriously. I, I love when we're on the same page with stuff like this after watching the same event, uh, but having so many different types of uh, viewpoints and everything else. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's part of what makes this show great, but especially the day after the game. You know what I mean, Mo? So I feel like we better. could do like 10 of these. We could. It's light work, DK. It's over 900 in here right now, man. You guys are awesome. I'm seeing one come up, DK. I wonder, do you have any more information on it, man? Cam's yeah, yeah, yeah. timetable is still about that long, 10 weeks? It is. Okay. okay. I, I want to see I want to see Cam get back on the field. Uh, it's not going to be this week. Uh, you know, Cam has – by the way, you guys should be aware of this. Cam has his annual uh, kindness week, Cam's kindness week, yes. in which he takes the initiative, and it is him. This is not a guy who needs – someone from the Steelers community relations office to come over and ask him for a favor. Okay. Right. Cam spends one day each week with a different worthwhile cause across Allegheny County. Um, not all of them, some of them, they don't even allow cameras, right. You know, or media or whatever, because it's just Cam going there to do his thing. Uh, it's, it's a special week for him uh, aside from football, but yes, he will be back soon. Wow. 
Just the alert came through. They suspended somebody for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, late hits, man, legal hits. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, they're they're working. Okay? Yeah, they they have they're trying to do things. Look, Kareem we, Jackson. We could do we could do a whole show on this. Yeah, okay? but the NFL has work to do to make sure that they're avoiding lawsuits, that they're avoiding CTE, that they're even from a good-hearted nature yeah absolutely you know to make sure that that people can live healthy lives uh, after playing this great game of football yep I agree there's that. people time put skirts on them and whatever else and jack lambert this or that or whatever man i'd rather see a healthy ramon foster being a healthy husband and and father to his children you know then after you... banging his head against people for 11 years exactly dk much appreciated man absolutely yeah, that's, I mean that's that's that stuff matters, you know. Daryl mm-hmm. uh, Lalonde <laughs> has a real problem with some of you people, kind of like uh, George Costanza's father on, on Festivus. He says, <laughs> "I got a problem with some of you people." The airing of grievances here includes that there are nine hundred and twenty-eight people watching, which there are live, and there's less than three hundred likes. That's what is tough. That? Are we having a bad show? I can't believe we're we're, we're having to ask DK or just have Daryl. Okay, Darryl. suggest that there's Darryl. not enough. Daryl didn't crazy. want to have to do that on this show. Daryl was like, I just want to sit back and watch this show and enjoy it. Yeah. I and, didn't want to have to step up like this. I, I've hit the like button myself, DK. That's how you know I'm serious about this craft, man. That's whew, wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. When we come back, we'll be presenting the crown to a certain somebody. Hey, let's do it, DK. All right. Victory Monday. There we go. I just burped so loud, DK. You missed it. It was epic, too. <laughs> that was an epic burp right before the mic turned back on, man. Oh geez, I, I did kind of hijack the hey moan. Look, we've got all week. You did. There's just there's so much stuff that we that we can talk about that's just so fresh, you know. Uh, like Boz and Presley Harvin, we're gonna talk about him. Uh, yeah. we'll get back down to the Broderick Jones and Dan Moore conversation. Um, I saw a lot of questions being asked. Is it time to just unleash Joey Porter Jr. DK? I feel like you have more information on what we saw happening. Um. I told you guys last week you did. he was going to play a lot. Nobody believed me. They're like, no, but he said he's not going to start. It's just watch. He's going to play. Uh, Patrick Peterson was supposed to be moving to the inside, but guess what ended up happening in the second half? What's that, DK? Pat Pete goes to the outside. Levi Wallace goes and stands with the coaches. Yeah. Okay. That was a pretty significant benching right in front of everybody that not everybody seemed to, you know, on the outside seemed to pick up on. Yeah. Yeah, DK. Very, very interesting, man, how uh, this team is kind of shaping up to kind of finish this season on. Now, again, they got streaky towards the latter part of last year, right? And you hope that buy was what they needed. I'll say this to the incorporation of Deontay again. Can we all see the playmaking capabilities that he has? I think that's very unique. It felt like it opened it up for other people where you didn't it feel did. like that's... if George wasn't there, then God, who the heck are we going to? Both Kenny and George acknowledged the Deontay effect. George was in in man coverage, in one-on-one coverage, more in this game than he had been in any game since the opener. Well, what, what's the difference, you know? Deontay, Deontay was back. Uh, I thought Kenny could have done even better in terms of capitalizing on George being one-on-one. But you can see the difference between the two of them, uh, meaning how they – and they also were – Switching left, right. By the way, yeah. that was something else that was nice. That they both can—they're both equally comfortable on either side. You can mm-hmm. tell, especially Deontay. Yeah. So you couldn't even load up one side. You couldn't have safeties leaning to one side or the other. You know, really impressive. And it was good too to hear. Um, of, of course, the commentators on the game speak highly of both of those dudes and what they're capable of. And that's what I think we're all looking for. Deontay and George in unison, man, as far as what they can do to defenses, dog. I love it. <clears throat> I see comparisons right now. Levi Wallace to Artie Burns, all those types of things, man. The game handles itself, right, DK? It does. It always does. You know, I, I just feel like all of this comes down to it was, it was a question that I had for Kenny. 
afterward and it was it was deliberately vague and all i said was was this a step forward for the offense and he knows what i'm asking yeah they obviously won the game they obviously got three rushing touchdowns whatever and he knows what i'm asking and his response was i i i legitimately believe that it was i believe that things started to happen out there that weren't happening before and again he referenced deontay and george and whatever else but there was more to it you know there there was there was how about Aaron Donald? I, I know. He gave most of the time on the sideline. Let's talk about. I mean, we again, like you said, it's it's so much to go over in this game, mm-hmm. and we got a few days to actually do that too, DK. That it, it, one, I, I'll take the idea that this group had a way better game than they did. Meaning the Rams, you won on a the road. Their premier guy, Cooper Cup, didn't beat you. Puka Nakua had a day, but again, you allow one to eat without getting broken by the other. Cooper Cup could have broke this team, and he did not. Something else to make a note of for another episode as we go through this week here is that the the TJ switching sides thing was one of several defensive adjustments that were made at halftime that were very effective by both Tomlin and Terrell Austin, and I can get into some of those specifics here. We'll talk about those as well here. Lots to unpack here still. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Good people. Uh, tomorrow, DK, we shall unite. Yeah, that is that is how. Oh, do, do you have the crown? Uh, I got the crown. Okay, right here. And who's this going to? Go ahead, DK. Put it. Let's Leslie. Somebody it's laid Leslie. out in the yes, laid out in the laid 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 back in the Bahamas. That's she such a flex. She she have her little cocktail umbrella and everything else, and she be in holding up this crown. Everybody's looking at her like she's nuts. That's such a flex, right? That laid back in the Bahamas. Wow. <laughs> there actually was. Too. That's such a flex. <laughs> we see right through you, Leslie. It's so yeah, transparent. You, you know? You're not for the people. Absolutely. <laughs> laid back in the Bahamas. It's tough. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do it again tomorrow. All right. See you, good people. Oh, geez. Could have done.